We are Newsong, a four-square church in beautiful Colorado Springs. We love Jesus. We love each other. We are family. If you have any questions or prayer requests, you can always visit us simply by going to newsongcs.com. Thanks for joining us as Pastor Stephen Hibden shares an encouraging word of God's love. coffee drinks even though I didn't get one I I tried them all week long and so they're like the bomb they're awesome I'm I I got kind of addicted to them so it's probably better I don't have one today um I want to thank Nick and Brent they're here today uh helping in the sound booth we appreciate it they're new to our team awesome not not one mistake yet I'm I'm waiting for something just kidding they turned off my microphone. Did you see that? I started talking and I couldn't. T- yes, hilarious, hilarious. I want to say um, uh, today, um, I'm glad that that we have this to celebrate. But there's a lot of things that we can celebrate today. And um, let me just get to my notes because I don't know. I want to say my mom taught me many things growing up. Um, she helped me understand one thing, and that was that God is good. Uh, she wrote, uh, she didn't write a song, but she taught me a song in, in Sunday school. She followed me through first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade in Sunday school. She was always my teacher. It could be a good thing, but it could be a bad thing sometimes because I c- could not get away with anything. But she taught me a simple song, and it was this. And she had sign language for it, and I think the sign language is wrong, but I just want to sing it to you, and it goes like this. God is good, which I think good is this, but she taught it to me like this. God is good to me. God is good to me. He holds my hand. He helps me stand. God is good to me. And uh, it's a simple song. And today I want to keep things simple because that has become part of my belief that helps me through life's challenges. And instead of giving you 10 points today of what you need to do better as a mom or what you could do better for your mom, uh, what you're doing wrong, you don't need to hear that today. I really feel like we get there's enough negativity in the world. There's enough uh, pressure you put upon yourself as a kid and as a mom that um, you don't need to hear you're a failure today. Because um, you, you think that often because the enemy loves to whisper to us. And that's not true, okay? And you've heard me say that many times before. But it's not true what you hear in your head about yourself because your heavenly father loves you. He loves me. You are perfect in his sight. You are forgiven in his sight. The regrets that you have, the bad decisions that you've made, I could get on a little box here and tell you that don't live in regret or worry or fret or wondering or wishing that things were different because it will not add Matthew chapter 6-ish, somewhere around there. Jesus tells a, a, preaches a great sermon. It will not add a moment, even a single minute to your life to worry about something from the past. It's over. And the way God sees you is the way you need to see yourself when you look in the mirror in the morning. Fathers too, dads too, kids too, moms too, all of us. God has made us special. And we need to be reminded today of that. Don't sell yourself short. 
And if you are here today and you are a stepmom, a birth mom, an adoptive mom, a spiritual mom, or just a mom in your heart, wish that you were a mom. You are to be reminded that this role is one of the most appreciated on the earth. And whether you have a mom that you don't, you'd rather cuss out than care about, I, I didn't mean to say that, but if you, if you have a mom that you'd rather um, forget was there than remember, if you have a mom, um, yeah, just that you, 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 have prob you, have, you have issues between the two of you, today I need to tell you not, oh, you're mean, you're unfair, you're a jerk to your mom, you need to do better. Today I want to tell you, God, like we talked about last week, right? God loves to take broken things and make beautiful things out of them. That's what he does. Can I hear an amen? amen? Amen. I know that you say, well, it could sound like a pep talk to you, but you need to hear that. Some of you need to hear that. You need to be reminded. You need to be encouraged. You need to have a reason to smile today. Amen? <clears throat> I could entitle this uh, message today the same as last week. We're talking about the greatest thing since sliced bread. I could call today the greatest thing uh, bigger than sliced bread as our moms, right? We love our moms. But today I've entitled our, the message, uh, Three Reasons Why Moms Are the Best, okay? Uh, would you open your Bibles if you have them today? And it's not going to be on the screen because it's a pretty lengthy uh, passage. But I'm going to go to Proverbs uh, chapter, 20, uh, chapter 31. And um, this is a... Uh, this is, could, could sound like a, something beating our, ourselves up because this is the ideal of what a mom should be, what a lady should be, what a sister should, should be, what a portrait of the ideal woman, all right? So this is not to discourage you. It's just a place of reference. Can we, can we all understand that today? Proverbs 31, I'm going to read out of uh, my NIV today. And it says this, listen, it's, it's pretty lengthy, okay? So it's right, right at verse 10 we're going to start. A wife of noble character, who, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Should I look at Cynthia in the eyes when I read this? Her husband is handsome and good-looking. Her, her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works like with eager hands. She is like the merchant ship, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. It goes on and on. Verse 25, she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction on her tongue. I know that all of us would like to be this, and sometimes we are, but that's not always who we are. But this is an ideal that we can reach for. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Do you call your mom blessed today? Charm is deceptive, beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all her hands have done, and her works bring her praise at the city gate. Amen. Lord, we just love you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for how it teaches us, how it instructs us, how it encourages us. 
Lord, I thank you for every person in the room. And as Pastor Chappie already prayed so eloquently, we thank you that we are in your hands and we commit ourselves to you today and tomorrow and the next day. And we know that you work all things for our good. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. I have a picture of my mom, probably one of the best pictures I have of her. Um, I wanted to show it to you today. Um, it is um, coming up on the screen, and I don't want you to laugh. <laughs> what? You're laughing at my mom? Don't laugh at my mom. Okay, so my mom, get it off. Just go to the next one. All right, there's my mom. My mom likes to have fun, and I remember even as a little kid, I remember in third grade, one time she came to my school, and she has these crazy teeth, and she has these other things that she puts on. And one time she put on this mask that looked like a real person. It was like a scare, like a two-year-old, second grader, third grader, get, that's scary, right? And she put on this mask and she wore this, this get up and she was walking like this and she kept, she was a room mom in, our, in my class, but she told the teacher, but she didn't tell me. And I was scared to death of this lady and she kept coming up behind me while I was doing my crafts and eating my snacks and she would, ooh, look at me, like, ooh, how are you, little kid? And she would try to hug me and I was like just downright scared. And I remember on the way out to the bus that day, she was still there following me to the bus. And I finally jumped on the bus and she took off her, took off her mask and said, I'm taking you home today. And it was, I was so embarrassed. But, um, <laughs> but uh, my mom has always taught me to have fun and to keep life joyful. Among many, many other things she's taught me, I know that she could be listening today. Um, one thing she does has taught me is how to be myself and to be who I am and have fun. Um, so since since the lens I see through is my mom and uh, my my kid's mom, uh, I'll be personal with what I talk about today. I'm going to talk about three reasons why moms are the best. I'm going to try to take Proverbs 31 and um, in a in a very simple way as a kid would understand why you could take the three reasons from there uh, why moms are. My moms are the best. Um, it was, uh, if I was to make a list, it would be 100 miles long of all the great reasons, right, why they're the best. But let me just start with number one. Today, moms are um, smarter than dads. Moms are smarter than dads, and that's why I think moms are the best. And I don't want to belittle myself too much today. I think that's like, uh, can be uh, honoring, like, it, but, you know, she, she's better at everything <laughs> than I am. And I know that you, you could probably say the same. I'm just going to go through four things here. Cooking. Uh, I cook mac and cheese. And um, that's about all I cook. And I seriously, that's about all I cook. And she can cook anything. She's an amazing cook. Um, you're going to get a great gift when you leave today, uh, before you leave, all, the, all of you uh, moms and um Something that was delicious that I already tried a person. Directions, she's great at directions, way better than I am. Uh, north, south, east, west. I think I understand those, but I always seem to uh, get lost if she's not with me. Even Siri, I don't think Siri must be a mom because I always get lost with Siri. So, um, but yeah, she's great at directions. She always seems to know the best route. She knows how, uh, where we. I want to go to uh, Olive Garden. Well, there's an Olive Garden right there on Ad Academy. and right there. She knows every restaurant. I love that. That's great. Uh, number three, uh, with moms are smarter than dads, uh, logic. She's just more uh, logical than me. She just, uh, she always seems to have the solution. I'll think about it for an hour, and she'll be like, well, why don't you just do this? And I'm like, 
okay, I was thinking of that. No, I actually always tell her, oh my gosh, I can't believe how wise you are. You are so smart. And she goes, oh, stop it. Oh, stop it. But always seems to have the better, better solution. And I'll write, I'll type out like some ideas, and then she comes up with something better. Um, uh, she's a multitasker, too, and I am, too. I'm really great at multitasking. Just watch me drive. You'll see. I'm a horrible... Some, isn't it true, all the men in the room, boys, if you're a boy, you'll, be, you'll find this out. Girls are just really good at, like, a few things at once. Like, they can do all kinds of stuff. See, I can't even do... I can't even show you because I can't even do it. I have to concentrate. I'm like texting and talking on my phone. That never happens with girls. I can't even think of something. All right, girls are good at multitasking. Uh, good job. And then uh, lastly, why she's smarter than me is that, that she's great at fun. And you would say, oh, you're such a fun guy. You know, you're your life for the party. I bet your wife is cracking up at home. People always tell her that. And she's like, no, actually, he's pretty boring at home. He's just, <laughs> if, there, if there's not like a group around me, uh, I don't know. Gosh. See, I said I didn't want to make myself look so bad, but man, you she's really fun. She plans all our vacations. She gets all the best deals on hotels and all the fun stuff and um it's awesome. And on spring at spring training, we all go. I bring my we brought our kids when they were little and it, we thought it was them that was getting the autographs, but really she's the best autograph getter ever. So if you ever need to get an autograph somewhere, you bring her along, because I'll bring my cute little daughter, and she'll try, and she'll try, but Cynthia has a way. I don't know. She gets autographs. She, she, knows, that she knows their names. She knows their kids' names, and so she gets their autographs, and she's, she's good at that. Um, I remember uh, one time uh, we were at spring training. We wanted to go to a baseball game, and we couldn't get tickets to that specific game, and one of the players left tickets for her at the ticket booth because she had gotten his autograph earlier and I don't know but man she's good you're good um, number number two uh, moms uh, and it's gonna get a little more serious now moms welcome us home there's three reasons I'm saying moms are the best number one they're smarter number two moms welcome us home and it's it's not a coincidence I think that home is synonymous with a mom um, because we talk about Jesus as synonymous with home, right? And uh, moms just have this love about them that seem to uh, mimic what Jesus does for us. I remember one day I came home uh, from school, and I was, uh, I was scared to death because it was in the 80s, and I don't know if any of you grew up in church in the 80s, but um, we had these movies that you watch called The Thief in the Night, and the image of the beast and all these scary movies to scare kids into getting saved, right? Because they said, Jesus is coming back tomorrow. The rapture's here. And so I always assumed it was going to happen any day. And I would, I would hate going to church on these weeks and they would show these movies. I don't know why they did this, but one day I came home after watching one of these movies and, um, my mom wasn't there, and my mom doesn't work, so I thought she's, she's probably going to be there, and, and I thought the rapture had come. I was, I was sure of it. The first thing I went to is I went to the sink. I turned on the sink because I thought the water's going to be turned to blood because it's the last days, and so I turned on the water. It wasn't blood yet, and I was like, oh, thank God, and I kept looking, and then I realized she was just in the backyard, and... Um, <laughs> And um, it made me realize how appreciative I am just that mom was home when I got there. Moms bring warmth. 
that brings structure to to life. When when I'm with the kids, um, sometimes the structure's not there. Where let's go watch a movie, let's go to McDonald's. Let's you have dinner when mom's around. You have you have structure. I appreciate that and affection. Some of our our dads have not been good at uh, hugging us and kissing us, but moms you can you can a mom can kiss you and be all okay. And um, we need that. People need this. Husbands need. <laughs> no, we all need. We all need uh, affection. Uh, which leads to my third reason um, why moms are the best. And um, I'm convinced, and this is number three, is moms point us to Jesus. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't, I, they don't save their kids. They point them towards Jesus. And I'm convinced that there is an anointing when a mom finds Jesus for her life. Be- and I think that God knows, hey, these moms have a big calling, and I'm going to place my mantle of momhood anointing on them so that they can minister to their kids and to those around them. Uh, moms point us to Jesus. Second Timothy uh, verse 1 talks about, and usually I have it on the screen, but I didn't ask them to put this, so see how fast I can find it. See if anyone finds it first. First Timothy, Second Timothy verse 1 says this. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. You guys all know that scripture, right? That's about Timothy. But look a little bit before that, and it says this. I thank God, Paul was talking about Timothy, whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience as night and day. I constantly remember you in my prayers, recalling your tears. I long to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am reminded of your sincere faith. Why? Because it was in your grandmother, Lois, and in your mom, Eunice, and I am persuaded, now lives in you. Timothy was one of the most amazing apostles in the Bible. Why was he so uh, powerful? Possibly because his grandma was Christian and his mom taught him to be a Christian. Amen. I am so glad my mom taught me to love Jesus. I know that as a probably five years old I remember sitting in my bed one night and she said um do you are you well actually she didn't ask me I said I'm ready to ask Jesus into my heart get this black heart away get the white heart in because there's a song it shows the black heart and the white heart and Jesus blood takes the red and it turns it into white. and I want Jesus in my life and I want to go to heaven and she's like well you ready to say the prayer and I said yes I am I'm so glad um But if you're looking for advice today, I could only give you one piece of advice as a mom or just as a person in general. I guess we could just say anyone. This would be the best piece of advice because you can't go wrong with this. And that is point them the right way. I know in my family, my brother and me were night and day. They pointed us both in the right way. My brother had some, t- had, had some moments, and all of us have our stories, right? But he finally came back to it, and I stayed with it the whole way because pointing, just showing them, is your job. The Holy Spirit's job is to convict. The Holy Spirit's job is to 
instruct, to give them wisdom, to give them counsel, to give them comfort along the way. Your job is to point them. And if later on you're wondering, why didn't you go the right way? Did you point them? At least you pointed them. And you probably are still pointing them just by your life serving Jesus. That is the win. The win is not, oh, I, yes, we do. The major win is we want them in heaven, right? But the win is you pointed them the right way, and God will see that victory come to pass in their life. We just have to believe that, amen? How am I going to point my kids to Jesus today? Some of us have the opposite. Like, it's your mom that doesn't know Jesus, and you're like, how do I point them to Jesus today? Find a way. What can you do to point them to Jesus? The Bible talks about train up a child the way he should go. Put a handcuffs on him and keep him the whole time and put him in a box and don't let him get it. No, it says train them up in the way should they should go. And then as they get older, they won't depart from it. Moms point us to Jesus because they're much like uh, the love of Christ. I don't know what it is about a dad that has love, but something about the mom, I know she had the kid, right? She had the child, sorry. She had the baby, and there's something of a connection that just is a sacrificial, honoring kind of love when everyone else gives up, when everyone else is distracted by other things, when everyone else would say, oh, well, they, they'll never make it. Moms, for some reason, still believe. They still think it can happen. There's something in them. They may not even admit it to someone, but they do because they just have this kind of love, and it is a mirror of Christ's love for us. Moms seem to feel stronger than their kids stronger for their kids than their own selves. Um, moms are good to us just as Jesus, just as the Father God is good to us. God is good to us. He helps us stand. He holds our hand. God is good to us. And if your mom didn't show you that kind of love, you know your father has showed it to you. Amen. Could I have some music? And we're going to... Uh, close here in a couple of minutes. I want to ask you a question before we close today, and that is, where do you enter the story of a mother in your life? Where do you enter the story of a mother? Where's, where does a mother find its place in your life? Everyone has their perspective, their viewpoint. Everybody has their um, idea their preconceived idea. Has your mother showed you a good example that points you to realize your father, God's love for you? Or, and that's, that, would be, that, would be my, that would be my viewpoint. Um, or did you somewhere along the way decide, Father God is not even in your story because the story of your mother changed your story of what you think of your father in heaven and that may be no one in the room or it may be more people than we realize and i just look across the room in a very general way but you know who does look across this room right now is the heavenly father god and his spirit is here on earth believe it or not 
He's here in this place. His presence is here. That's why we come here. That's why I'm still in church today because every time I go to church on a Sunday, I sense God's presence. Not every, but most, most times I sense God's presence and I know he's real and he's real to me. He's real to you. Wherever you fit into this, don't let your story of your mom or the story of your life keep you from fully, completely experiencing love from your father. Because he's good. He's good to you. He walks with you. He talks with you. He helps you stand. He holds your hand. Today I'm here to say, on a day we celebrate mothers, your father God wants a relationship with you. I've met a lot of people who hate going to church on Mother's Day, right? Because, you know, some people it's some 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 people it's the worst day. They'd rather forget it. But maybe your story about your mother entails hurt, or about Mother's Day entails regret or sadness. Something less than a feeling of love for this day. Would you just close your eyes? Your Father, God, is here for you. I don't have the words to pray for your situation. But acknowledge, too, to him, if you could, God, I need you in my life. I need you to fix things. I need you to mend things. I need you to put things back together. I need your love. I promised a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to, and you can continue to close your eyes if you want just for privacy. Um, you don't have to, but what you want to do. I promised uh, something to you. I prophesied to some of you. God is coming into a season with you where he wants to have a more intimate relationship with you than you've ever had before. He wants to see you open up to him more than you ever have before. He wants intimacy with you. He wants you to go deeper with him. When you have a full relationship with Jesus, with full abundant uh, connection with him, full abundant life comes. A lot of us live in less than what God wants for us. And God says, maybe whether, what, whether, what, no matter what that wall is that keeps you from getting closer to your father God it's called worship whatever keeps you from worship to God because you worship something always you're either worshiping this or that or this God wants you to bring your worship to him center yourself in him he has got everything you need and whatever it is that's kept you from that he wants to say hey it's time knock down the wall let me love you. Let me hug you. Let me give you affection. Let me give you love. Let me give you everything you need. Um, I don't always do this, and I, don't, I certainly would never want to embarrass someone, but everybody's eyes closed now. But if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, you don't know your Father God, what a better day than on Mother's Day to bring yourself back to a love that's like nothing you could find on this earth. If you are here today and need to do this, you can do this personally by yourself with nobody watching. No one has to know. 
but why would you do it that way? Just come to him. Let him see that you are proud to be in his kingdom. If you are here today and you need Jesus in your life, you've walked away from him or you haven't served him, God wants to have a relationship with you. Who is that? Just raise your hand and put it right back down and I'll acknowledge it right on. Put it right back down. That's fine. Amen, my brother. Who else? Who else needs that today? You need to come back to Jesus. You need to come back to your father's love for you. Who else? Who else? It's my job to uh, facilitate this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take just one more second because the Holy Spirit told me I need to do this. Maybe we already took care of it. This is the, with the person that raised their hand. But who else? Who else needs to come back to Jesus today? Right on, right on. Okay. If, the, if you never raised your hand, God sees you. You don't have to do it here. But he's going to bless you for this. Lord, we just pray right now for every person that needs to come back to you. I thank you for the ones that raised their hand. And could we all just say, um, I'm going to say a prayer, and you just uh, kind of say it in your heart. Heavenly Father, I'm so thankful that, I, that you brought me uh, to yourself. I thank you for Jesus who forgave you my sins. And I ask you forgive, to forgive me of my sins today and be real to me. And right now, I ask, be real to each person in this room. Show yourself so they know that this is not a religious thing. This is a relationship in Jesus' name. Everybody sit in there.